Good morning. This is Tuesday, July 15, 2014, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. Iran outlines nuclear deal accepts limits. A boy set ablaze. Details emerging in a revenge case. And Atlantic City strives to rise as casinos fall. In today's national news headlines, lawmakers from Texas to offer a border bill. Arizona enlists a beetle in its campaign for water and programs helped 10.6 million people apply for health coverage. In today's business headlines, the Dow was up 109 yesterday. Citi settles mortgage investigation for $7 billion. Drug companies make haste to elude U.S. taxes. And Draghi sees no risk of asset bubbles in Eurozone. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Joe Nocera. Now, as chosen by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Vienna by David Sanger. Iran outlines nuclear deal accepts limits. Iran's chief nuclear negotiator, faced with an imminent deadline for an agreement with the West on the future of the country's nuclear program, said in an interview on Monday that Iran could accept a deal that essentially freezes its capacity to produce nuclear fuel at current levels for several years, provided it is then treated like any other nation with a peaceful nuclear program. The proposal, which Iran said was conveyed to the United States and five other world powers during closed-door negotiations in Vienna, would effectively extend a limited series of concessions Iran made last November as part of a temporary deal to get negotiations started on a permanent accord. In return, Iran won step-by-step relief from sanctions that have substantially weakened its economy. Offering a rare glimpse into the talks, Iran's foreign minister, Mohammad Javad Zarif, described a proposal that sought to satisfy Washington's aim to verifiably limit the amount and purity of nuclear fuel that Iran can produce for a still undetermined number of years. Zarif is also trying to satisfy a military and clerical leadership in Iran that is determined not to dismantle existing facilities and to resume unhindered production in future years. I'm not here to present maximalist positions, Zarif said in an interview. We're here to reach an agreement. Zarif's decision to go public with what he called an innovative proposal appeared motivated to make it harder for the White House to walk away from a deal that would establish intrusive inspections and freeze Iran's program, but also to offer just enough for both sides to propose extending the talks beyond Sunday, the current deadline. But while American officials said Zarif was now showing a flexibility they had not seen before, his proposal does not address, in its current form, the most central American concern. Because the proposal would leave centrifuges spinning in place, Iran would retain what is known as a breakout capability to race for a bomb if it ever decided to produce one. Zarif contended that other elements of his plan would lengthen that period to over a year, which Secretary of State John Kerry has said is a minimum. Asked about his proposals, a senior administration official involved in the talks here, who would not speak on the record, said we have consistently said we wouldn't negotiate in public and we're not going to start doing so now. 
some of the things described in this interview they have put forward in negotiations. Some have not come up, and on some they've shown more flexibility behind closed doors. Robert Einhorn, who left the American negotiating team last year to return to the Brookings Institution, said in an interview from Portland that Zarif was clearly setting up a trade-off. Iran's strategy seems to be to accept near-term limitations in exchange for longer-term freedom of action, he said.